It's D-Money. Welcome back to the podcast. The podcast. The podcast. The podcast. On today's episode, we've got Cameron and Titus here. We're going to talk about some hunting. Right, gentlemen? Say oh, yeah. He- say hello. What's up? All right. So, I hear you have a recent antelope story, Cameron. Let's, yeah. Let's hear that. We were over on the east side of the state, and... Yeah, we spotted some antelope off the road quite a ways off, and then me and my brother put a stock on them, and yeah, got lined up on them, and Trevor shot one at 420 yards, and then they did a little half circle run there at 450, and then I hit one, so we doubled up. That's basically it. A couple so, of those, we had doe tags, so. Was it your whole family with you? Yeah. And your dad got one as well, right? Yeah, early that morning, my dad shot one. And then Maddie get one? No, she never didn't have a tag, but she was just there. So, wait, you said you had a doe tag? Yeah. Can you do that? Can you shoot like an antelope on a doe tag? Not a block, but like an antelope doe. Oh, it's all the same thing. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, I, I thought is, a doe is. was just like a, like a white tail or something like that. No, like, antelope, female antelope's called doe. Female mule deer's called a doe. Female white tail's called a doe. Female elk's called a cow. Yeah, I was going to say, because I knew that. I knew like the yeah. cow, and then so I, I didn't know that doe was an antelope also term oh yeah i went out for a couple days with my dad we had the 900 tag so we were boat hunting we didn't have our rifles um and we went over spent a couple days had one one encounter with the doe where we kind of surprised her and she jumped up ran around and we could tell that she was looping back around to try and get another look at us uh so we went down and set up and right as i was creeping up the hill she came around to the left and i Drew as I was dropping down to my knee. I was guessing her right around 70 yards and took a shot and it went right over her back. She was sitting about 63. So that's really the only interaction I had with antelope this year. Oh, well, that's so cool. You got to get out there and have a shot at her. Yeah, antelope oh, yeah. are a weird animal. They're, oh, yeah? they're freaks. Why? They have, just like, there's, there's no like rhyme or reason to what they do. No, it's they like, don't have any patterns or anything like that. They're, you can be sitting, you know, there was this one time that we were sitting there on this group of antelope and we are like, okay, it was getting dark and so we needed to like take action. Then we were like, well, if we come from this side and we spook them, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna blow right through this goalie and one of us can be sitting at the end of it and mm-hmm. get a shot at them. So we drop down, someone goes up where they wanna shoot and we spook them and they go running right past us. We spooked them, and they just turned and came running right past us. Yeah, they just weird. kept going. It's like, it made no sense. No, like, for, like, you'll just be watching antelope. They don't know you're there, and then all of a sudden they just take off sprinting and then pop and start eating yeah. like 100 yards from where they just took off. They're weird animals. I've seen them, too, when you blow a stalk. They'll just do circles, and then, like, an hour later, they're right back in the same exact spot. Yeah. I think they're just kind of dumb, to be honest with you. I think they're not a very smart <laughs> animal. Cool, well, that's interesting. I didn't know anything about antelope, so it's cool to know a little something, something. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, you had a pretty cool encounter with the bull, huh, Cameron? Yeah. Yeah, you want to tell me about that? Yeah, it was the second week of archery season. Just packing my recurve around. Uh, we had a... Actually, we got there on a Friday. That next Saturday was probably the craziest day elk hunting I've ever had. Got into like 12 bulls and then had four within 50 yards, but couldn't get a shot off on any of them. And then got one really close call. Had a bull coming to 40, a nice big six point. I was calling for my dad, but the wind switched. And uh, never never got a bull that day. And then the next day, hiked into the same drainage and heard a faint bugle in the very head end. Thought it might be the same bull. 
went up there and my dad was actually calling for me this time got him all fired up and he came into 13 yards and I got him explain your emotions in that moment uh, my, my emotions yeah. they're high I guess I was really pumped up it's a different feeling I mean you don't get to feel that way very often it's like tunnel vision do. it's like there's nothing but just that elk walking through the woods and then as soon as it was all over it's like and you forget yeah, you like, honestly <laughs> forget about everything that just happened like I don't remember drawing back or doing no. anything like that yeah it's like okay I, I was asking this earlier what's like good for yardage I guess like if you get him into 13 yards you're doing pretty good what's average is that average uh, there's no average I mean elk come in I don't know they have, I, mean, like, I know I'm just saying closer. like with elk you can get pretty close yeah as close as you can get the better but like I don't know, you might set up wrong and have a bull walk by at 50 yards, and then the next time, 35, or the next time, 45. One of my buddies shot an elk at, like, 80-something yards. Really? Yeah. So it's like, so. if you're, like, at 80 yards, isn't that, like, less of a chance it actually dies or something like that? Like No, not necessarily. Sharp broadheads, and if you're accurate. I mean, I would never shoot a bull at 80 yards, but because I have a reeker. He has a reeker. So, yeah, 13 for him. Oh, because it can't reach that far? It's good, but... It could, but... What's your max with the recurve? Like, 50? 50 yards yeah. that I'd shoot at something? Yeah. More like 30. 30, yeah. I don't have any sights. Because it's more preci- like precise, I guess? or I don't yeah. have any sort of thing to go off except for my eyes. I draw back, I look at where I want to hit, and shoot. He's got a compound where I he got draws a compound, back. So I have a little sight thing. that I'm looking through. He has, yeah, he has a little sight with pins coming off it. He puts the pin oh, on the where he wants thing. to hit. Yeah. I actually have the Easy V now. Oh, yeah. That thing's sweet. Why don't you talk I about that? Easy Vs are kind of the new thing. Yeah, I've... It's kind of sketchy because, I mean, you're not actually... With the pin, you know, you're it's looking... It's more instinctive and you're like, than an actual pin. But it's still, yeah. like, giving you something to aim off of. Yeah, and the thing that kind of sketched me out with it is, like, okay, so you, you set it up to a deer's vitals. Like, they give you the deer target, and you, mm-hmm. you sight it in using that. But, I mean, what happens when you get an elk where they're, you know, double the size of a deer? Yeah. Like, how does that... How does it still sight the same but yeah. it's I mean it's done fine I shot like a squirrel at like 30 yards with it and yeah, that's that's crazy what? yeah I don't know how really squirrel's that big and then the easy V goes like this and the farther you get out the like you start aim at the smaller end of the easy V oh so you want to aim at the V so you put whatever you're shooting at in the middle and this is like say the top bit's like 20 yards you put 20 yards in the top middle because I, well, I don't know why I'm explaining it. You have them. I know how they work, but... Yeah, so you just line up the V in the vitals. So the further away they are, the smaller the object's going to be. And so you the higher up you bring that V, then it lines up with the vitals of the oh, deer. because of how it'll fly, I guess. Yeah, like. yeah. and so it just it eliminates the ranging process when you're attempting to shoot an animal. Did you ever hear how that guy that made that easy V got popular? No. He shot a charging mountain lion in the head. Oh, really? With an easy V, and that's how the easy V kind of blew up. Really? Yeah, we talked to the guy at the Big Sky Archer shoot. So did he Did he invent it just for himself? Or is he, it yeah, he had it just for himself, and then I think he was trying to get it popular, and then ended up shooting a mountain lion in the head, he got charged, and then it really blew up after yeah. that. But. Yeah, there's been more. I mean, the, the buck that I shot last year um, was totally, like, we were just walking, and we decided to stop and grunt, and it was during the rut. Mm-hmm. And we grunt was doing some rattling, heard him grunt, and he came just running down the trail. And there's no way that I had time to range and set the range finder yeah. down and click my release on and draw and all that kind of stuff. With the easy V, I mean, it made it, it made it pretty easy yeah. and it was accurate to, yeah. to do everything. Oh, so it's like a whole process? Like, you gotta, like... If you have pins, I mean, it doesn't have to be, but that, like, it's... like, you slide up and on, and on the belt? You can. It depends on what type of sight you have, I guess. But, like, it depends on what you're using I don't I don't use a rangefinder at all because if they're 
it's all what I'm comfortable with, I guess. If they're right. close enough to where I can think I can make a good shot, I just look where I want to hit, draw back, and this is all, like, the farther they are, I just have to draw back, and it'll feel good. And That's the difference, though, between, like, compound and recurve, yeah. is, like, you, your target practice is based off of your instinct. Yeah. Where my target practice is based off of mechanics, mechanics, yeah. and sitting there going, "Okay, that's sixty yards. I'm going to make sure that this pin is set to sixty yards." Yeah. How do you know it's sixty? Do you have like a thing that like calculates that? Or, like, yeah, that's what yeah. the rangefinder is. Oh, oh, that makes sense. The rangefinder. Yeah. yeah. Cash money. Oh, that's interesting. Now I know. Yeah. Your bowl? Did you ever score him? Yeah, I kind of rough scored him. Uh, we we didn't have a soft tape on us. We got one now. I need to actually score him, but we just. Kind of did a little rough score, be 316. I think he'll be a little bigger than that just because we had a lot of kinks and stuff. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's sweet. I still haven't seen him. I need to come take a look yeah. at him. I need to get his head boiled out. We haven't found the boiling pot yet. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> Yeah. I know just the pot that I had to use for my buck last year was a pot like yeah. that big. Yeah. Imagine for an elk, you have to find a big one. Mm-hmm. Do you normally do like European mounts by yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's yeah. that? My What's dad. European mount? You just have the skull and you boil out the skull so there's no flesh or anything on it. Have you seen the white tail buck in Connor's house? Yep, that's what it means. That's a European mount. So but my dad is a taxidermist too, so then I get to... Oh, okay. Your dad's a taxidermist? Yeah, so Whoa. I get to... Usually, like, I mounted my first buck even though it wasn't a good buck. I mean, it was my first deer, so I mounted yeah. it. And then I got a mountain lion I still need to mount and my bear. And I'm going to mount my elk this Does year. Does he do tanning and stuff like that as well? No. He'd send it off to get tanned and then you know, buy the form and everything and eat. Yeah, yeah. What does that mean, to get tanned? You get the hide, like, ready to be used for taxidermy. It's oh. like, it's like... It's like when it, it's like, it's like, I've seen it, I've seen... Is it preserve like, the hide pretty much. Is it what they do when they, like, put it out in the sun, but, like, completely opposite? Or no? No, that's just drying it out. Oh. Do you have to do that also? No. That's, like, primital yeah. type thing. But that's what? It's like... Old school mountain man type crap. Well, I didn't know. I mean, I've just seen people do that. Like, it's you like a, it's a, yeah. cool. Planning on getting out for mountain mule deer. Yep, that's Soon. kind of the next big thing is big old crusty mountain muley. Yeah. But rifle season opens this Saturday, so. I know, I'm not going to be able to go out this weekend. Why not? I got like family things both Saturday and Sunday. Really? Yeah, my grandparents are here right now. They only visit once a year, so. Yeah. Kind of have to wait a little bit until really. I mean, you could hunt mountain muleys right as rifle season starts, but you know, you wait a little bit till the rut and snow hits. Yeah, it's a little easier. Yeah, I guess there's nothing really easy about a mountain muley though. No. Why? Because I live in steep and deep country, and so you gotta hike out there. You mean so that's what's not easy about it? Or what? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a hike. Well, uh, seems like we're about running out of time, gentlemen. Thank you so much for coming on my show. Uh, look forward to next seasons ahead. You know, getting those mountain muleys. Ah, thank you guys. Yeah.
Dovidenia. Dovidenia.